and welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Today I have father and son, uh, Aikido practitioners, authors, extraordinaires. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give one welcome to Michael and Antonio Aloha. Hey. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing? All right. How are you doing? Good, good. You know, chilling. Ain't nothing new. Yeah. Keeping busy. That's good. That's good. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Ah, it's it's yeah, an honor you. having you guys. It's an honor. So, like, what's new? What have you guys been up to since since the last time we spoke? Well, just trying to, you know, in terms of martial arts and their dojo, we're just trying to, um, I mean, much like a lot of the other dojos in the in the world, we're we're rebuilding right now. The things yeah. are kind of uh, the floodgates are open, but we're we're just kind of starting all over again in a way, right? Trying to get people to come back to train, uh, not be afraid to uh to interact with other people because we're finding that there's still a little bit of that fear out there that you know after two years of being shut down in terms of how the how our society interacted you know there's still a little bit of hesitation um so we're not getting the the same numbers coming in um but it's you know i'm thankful i'm very grateful that we were able to keep the doors open during the whole pandemic time uh but you know, we lost a lot of members, unfortunately, but we're we're rebuilding and we're we're uh, we're optimistic. That's good. That's good. A great start. That's what matters. Yeah. What about you, Antonio? What's what's new? I just finished reading your 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 latest article. It's really good. Oh well, thank you. Um, yeah, getting um getting caught up on some of that stuff, helping out with the dojo. Um, I'm continuing my research. So, um, and the last time we talked about. Uh, the book Aikido Comes to America. I'm currently working on a uh, sequel to it. Um, oh, nice! I'm tr- I'm finishing up, uh, you know, the preliminary uh, rounds. Uh, hopefully by the end of this year, and then come next year, I-, I will have a better idea on what the end product is going to look like. And I'm going to spend the next few, you know, however long it takes to you know get it right, uh, you know, in the way that I feel more comfortable with it. Um, you know, still, you know, still doing interviews, still doing research within uh, other martial arts as well. Um, actually, more specifically, I am um, gathering some more interviews. If you know, <laughs> always, always uh, researching going on here. But I'm gathering more interviews to talk about a um, a uh, a prolific Jew uh, practitioner from the 1960s to 1970s here in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm actually getting to talk to some of the people who actually got to train with him uh, all the way back, you know, way, way back when. Uh, last guy I talked to was um, was on uh, yesterday, so, uh, Monday, for those who are tuning in later. But um, uh, no, it's it's, uh, you know, it was it was a really great conversation. And I'm looking forward to how this whole project, the second project, um, you know, pans out. So <laughs> nice, nice. do you do you do you guys have conversation about this? Like. As 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 your son, um, Mike, as your son continues to dive into this world, like, do you get excited? Do 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 you get like astonished with so much information uh, he finds? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's um, both of my children um, train in Aikido, and they've been, I would say, easily the last eight years or so have been a massive inspiration for me to keep going. Uh, you know, with anything, any endeavor that you do, you have your ups and downs and you wonder, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I still doing this? Even when the um, prior to the the pandemic, you know, uh, traditional martial arts 
enrollment numbers had been going down specifically in Aikido. And you're saying, well, maybe it's time for me to uh, close up shop and move on or do something different or, you know, the time has passed and all nothing lasts forever, so to speak. But I keep getting re-inspired by them because, you know, it's a, it's a passing down of information and, and I'm training with them and they're excited about it as well. And then I get excited and then we're working on different things together. And I feel at a stage, even though, you know, I've been training longer than them, I'm comfortable saying to them, hey, help me work this out. I'm not quite sure of this or, hey, let's work on this together. And I take their input. Um, being that they're much younger than I am mm-hmm. and probably a lot more, you know, flexible and, and, and in better shape overall that, you know, we come up with ways to, to teach things differently to our membership, um, to demonstrate things differently, to present them differently. And, you know, they're the next generation of the, yeah. keep the, the art going, whatever art it is, they're the next generation and being able to have a part in that, is is really exciting because sometimes you you look past it it's not about rank it's not about the next belt or advancement it's mm-hmm. not even about learning like a bunch of new techniques it's, it's kind of taking what you've already done and reshaping it remolding yeah. it so it's been really exciting for me and you know uh, on a personal note most of my martial arts journey has been it's been challenging uh i've i've been injury prone my mm-hmm. whole life uh, but I've worked through it. Um, you know, there's always that when you're when you spend time in it and you're running a dojo and you have members, you have people that you're responsible for to give them a broader sense of whatever the art is. You're often involved in um, organizational type things, which then brings about the political type aspects of 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 things that kind of take away from the art itself. But I've been involved in things like that that haven't really been a positive so having my children continue doing this uh and now doing it alongside me as their instructors as well at the at the dojo it's just given me i i I, like part of my continuing in the art is specifically for them i know that sounds a little crazy to some but you know everybody has to have their purpose and i and i found that uh you know if if i can impart that on them and they can continue it down the line that's that's doing a great thing to me no it is it is it is 100 percent. how do you feel uh uh being an instructor uh antonio like what what's the dif- like for you how is it different being a student now being able to actually teach um well there's a little more responsibility um that comes with it um the you know i found in my time being you know an official uh, instructor or assistant instructor, depending on which way you want to slice it. Um, I have found that the students have been more open to asking me questions. Um, so it, it, you know, it has allowed me to dive deeper into uh, the art and trying to figure out what, you know, what are some of the principles or what, what, what are some of the uh, standards or this or the um you know you know the hard hard and fast rules that really don't matter once you get up to a certain level because it just kind of you know I, and I won't say it just happens but like it starts to become a little bit less form form you know form form base so trying to 
realize that oh hey i need to bring that back just a little bit be like okay well these you know this is for this you know the students who haven't reached that level yet mm-hmm. um it you know it's it's just always i mean i know i know i've been um uh you know like the past training day yesterday um i just know that um you know even even as an as an instructor um i can tr- i can still train with them and i can maybe push them a little bit more or maybe uh, get them to do something a little bit uh, more, more, more intensely or maybe faster or something. Cause I can train help with them. To, at, help them you know, get at the, confidence. Yeah. Basically, you know, basically at the same time as I'm um, helping them to, you know, uh, sorry, at the same time as I'm teaching them. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of fun at this point um, and interesting and all this other words that you can put in there too um <laughs> that <laughs> that um you know that it's you know it's a whole new responsibility uh and it's a whole new um outlook on the on the art oh that's awesome have you guys thought about like do- doing like uh starting your own like small tournament or something because it's like it's you know one of the things that that i feel like is missing after the pandemic is just getting you know creating something that people could gravitate to that that sticks like a magnet, you know? Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, yeah. So I tried uh, with the Mayat stuff to get a, to get like a friendship seminar thing to happen uh, with various different styles of Ikea that were around, Mm. around, around the area. Uh, But I also wanted to focus it, focus in on the up and coming, um, Don ranks or the up and coming uh, black belt ranks, uh, first, second, third sort of thing, uh, because they are going to be the, you know, the next generation, kind of like how uh, mm-hmm. my, you know, my dad just said here. Um, but, you know, everyone as of now within the IQ community that, you know, that, that, that I've seen, they've, they've tend to focus on the popular uh, and most well, most well-known uh, practitioners. Um who are unfortunately because time keeps moving forward, they're starting to get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, I, you know, with the thing uh, looking forward, um, also always looking to the past as well, but, you know, looking forward to be like, Hey, you know, when these people aren't going to be, you know, able enough to continue the, you know, these seminars and, stuff people have to have to kind of kind of replace them and i know that there's some like little pockets here and there that are trying to do like hey here's like a future leadership seminar thing of like a second or third don going about that but like it just it unfortunately kind of fell through because there wasn't really much interest in bringing people up from even even their own schools um just to have like a little bit of like a stage to be like hey um you know you're you're gonna be the future of the art one day or another yeah, yeah. so what so you know not so, enough you know, representatives to, right. to to you know carry that torch i mean yeah it, i mean but it's it's like so we live in my opinion just going off my research what i've seen you know it's it's a lot of like what's what's hot right now like it's it's i know uh michael we touched a little bit about this in our, on our last episode and we're like you know Everybody's like a like some type of uh, prize fighter, so you know to keep the business moving. You know, come learn, bump, you lose, you get out. You know, keep keep you know creating fighters, but not you know sharing the philosophy. 
know that makes sense, right? So like you 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 have like let's say these UFC gyms and where they take you know now competitors who who start as practitioners, make them into competitor, and you know put them into a ring. They're fighting their ass off. They lose. They 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 get back out and don't. Like, don't teach them the philosophy. You're just prize fighter, fighting for money, fighting for belts, fighting for entertainment. You know, uh, I remember this. I had this conversation with this gentleman, Phil, who loves Aikido. Uh, he was he. I met him through practicing jujitsu, and he's somebody that he he loves the the martial art general. You know, his history of Aikido, judo, jujitsu, karate, taekwondo. Like, this is somebody who like really enjoys this. And when he, when I used to talk to him, he used to tell me he used to sit and, you know, spread the knowledge, the philosophy, the, the, what we, why we fell in love with this. And it's, it's, it, he would tell me it's difficult because everybody just wants to be a a prize fighter. They want to have a a nice, cool move set of moves to, to move on to the next stage. And hopefully they'll get into the UFC or one of these, you know, backyard martial arts, you know, mixed MMA type of deal, right? And no shade to them, but I got to keep it real. Like, one of the things that I fell in love with martial arts is the philosophy, is the value, right? That's something I know Antonio and you talked about in our last episode as well. And that's what, like, if we could find a middle ground with that and then we're, you know, the practicing a lot and push it forward, I think people will, will more than, you know, more will gravitate more to that yeah i think that well i mean one of the i mean again doing it for a number of years and seeing a lot of students come and go like you know people and and how they train and why they train reasons for their training you often see that people want that they want something instant so they can take home with them to show to their friends or loved ones right mm-hmm. and so that 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 quick toolbox of things to do that little bit flash in the pan is what keeps a lot of people engaged until it isn't there. And like you're saying, there there is a much deeper aspect to the to this lifestyle. I mean, beyond the martial arts, it's for Japanese, it's it's Budo, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a martial way, and that's not necessarily us going out and fighting everybody that's around. It's actually, you know, because the the Budo was created after war became obsolete Mm -hmm. in a sense and it became about you know overcoming the challenges that we have personally ourselves so the war that we're fighting and we talked about this before i on the last episode was is that war within right Mm -hmm. so and that's that's a tough battle to even come to the table with because most people don't want to address that i mean we all go through that there's things that we go now i'm not going to deal with that right now not going to deal with that right now and what i have found in in Aikido training, and I think this is with every martial arts style, is that you're fighting more of yourself. Like, can I do this? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I've experienced, especially in the last five, six years, and with the heavy onset following, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic, I hear quite often what, why we can't do something, mm-hmm. can't do it. I get excuses why things can't be done or why can't do them why i can't be there i never hear anybody say why i should do it why i want to do it why you know why it can be done type of thing like you know like we do a lot of ukemi which is falling and 
it it looks daunting at first until you learn the skill sets, right? The the mechanics to do it. I mean, you know, with anybody who's never done it before, it looks just it looks like you're in a circus or a stuntman or you know whatever. But no one's expected to do it right out of the gate. You have to learn how to do it, and it's taking that time, mm-hmm. putting in the effort, the discipline, the self discipline, I should say, the commitment, and the repetitiveness of doing it over and over again so that you get better at it. That's the idea. And we're seeing that people just don't want to put that kind of time in. And it's, it's, it's a bit sad, especially when you yourself have spent so many years trying to get better at what, I mean, listen, perfection is something that, and I say this all the time is, is not something that really exists, right? If I want to be perfect. Well, there's no perfect, right? Because what could be perfect today isn't perfect tomorrow. So, if you eliminate trying to be perfect and following the passion that's there and following how it is to the best that you can be that day, well, that's all that you need because I'm hoping that I'm better tomorrow than I am today. And I know a lot of this sounds cliche-ish, but the older you get, you start seeing the simplicity mm-hmm. and power in such a, a perspective. So you don't kind of like waste your time and all this other crazy stuff. Sure, in martial arts, you have to take you have to go through the basic movements. You got to learn the kind of steps. You got to learn how to keep your body in a certain way, right? It's like dancing. You have to learn the dance step. But at the end of the day, especially for Aikido, um, it's not about winning or losing. It's not about you know one person specifically a winner, one person specifically a loser. It really has more to do with yourself. And how you interact with another person, and then what that means to you, what you learn from that in return, and that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. And I mean, it took me forever just to get to it here. So try to teach that, and it's very mm-hmm. difficult to do, right? So, but you know, I take this and I go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Busted nose and two black eyes. People can see it and go, "I want to do that real quick." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Anthony, Antonio? <laughs> um, well, two things. Um, since since we cover a broad range of topics for that, um, two things. Like, yeah, the philosophy is kind of kind of trudged over, uh, unfortunately. And um, I will say one thing with Ikea philosophy: the deeper you go in, it, the more confusing it gets because uh, that's just how um, the founder was. Like, if you want like, the, you know, what Aikido meant to the founder, there's a lot of very vague references about nature and some really obscure religious um, references. It's, it gets, it gets really confusing, but if you take that out and just kind of do like the, the, um, the, um, the surface level s- stuff, it, you know, it, you know, it, it is, it is a lot more digestible. Um but there was like two things I want to point out because it uh, reminded me of uh, some things. So uh, the first one is actually two people that I interviewed for uh, Maya, and they were two um, competition heavy. Uh, either uh, one one was an Olympic uh, judo person, and and the other other one was a uh, Olympic coach. Wound up being an Olympic coach for like two or three years. Um, I compared those interviews to the ones I got from Aikido or from Kendo or from Naginata. Uh, and the answers were just really short and uh, succinct 
but there wasn't really much depth to it. So when I asked some some deeper question of like, hey, what does judo mean to you? I wound up getting like um, throwing people and winning or something like that. Like something something really short and what some people would consider shallow. Like, you know, there is no real, um, there's no, there's nothing else above competing for, for, for these specific judo people, which, you know, if that's exactly what, what they want to do, you know, more, more power to them because they're probably, um, not bulls in a, in a China shop, but they are, um, they're bulls on the mat and, you know, you probably don't want to get a, hold of them anyway because they're going to throw you anyway um so you know it's it becomes competition centered and this the second part it, and it kind of happened a little recently for me is i also take um uh olympic fencing um on the side a little bit and that's and and that's a sport that's basically centered around competition um there are a good handful of people within the club that are like hey we'll just come around and fence each other for like once a week for three hours and there's like a few people there who are super hardcore in, into competition. It's the only thing that they talk about. It's the only thing that they, that the training reverts back to as like, Hey, you know, you, you know, you have to win in some way, shape or form. The, the, uh, you know, the handful of people on the, on the other side who are doing it for fun. It's kind of like, Hey, you lost today, but you learned something, right? It's like, well, maybe not specifically, but yeah, I learned like what not to do like right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, the 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 approach to that is just completely um, different. So I guess at the end of it, it's like if you just want to compete, that's cool, that's awesome, that's that's a whole uh, goal setting for 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 them. But it's it's taken away from um, you know something bigger that you can actually uh, gain from just just body movement. I mean. Um, you know, to pull another history thing is that like, like the first uh, fencing teacher in the Americas back in the colonial days uh, realized that no one's carrying around swords anymore. So he's like, well, this is great for physical, uh, uh, physical, um, um, I'm losing the words right now. Um, but, you know, physical involvement, physical activity, this, you know, this is, you know, this is really great hand, hand eye coordination. This is, you know, benefits to you as a everyday physical kind of person, as opposed to, Hey, we're, we're wearing swords. So let's start, you know, learning how to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, so it got to a different level of like, Hey, you can still swing and hit and hit each other with swords, but we have to realize that we're not uh, carrying around swords. This is, this is fun, but then it's also teaching us body movements, teaching us as one cry person that I um, interviewed called body intelligence. So, um, there's there there was something a little bit higher uh than just competing yeah i think it's it's you know for those who's as a business is it's more how can you market this that's you know and with the realization is that each individual like you gotta look at their backgrounds like the gentleman you explained that you know all is competition if you go to like Russia or other third countries like Thailand and where that's all they have, they have to win. You know, that's is going to get them to the next level and come out of poverty. It's like, you know, African-Americans here in the States, you know, when it comes to sports, football, to, to be exact, right, or, or, or basketball. So in that aspect, you know, these they don't look at it as, 
a, a philosophy to look at it as a a form of getting out the hole and finding something better for opportunities. And then, you know, and then you have individuals that, you know, just, you know, don't know how to make friends or very self-conscious, self-conscious about themselves. And they go in, in, in these organizations like yours and try to get confidence to make friends and, and hopes, you know, they can build relationships. And then you got people that just want to do something. The boys want to do something. So it's like, you gotta, you, you gotta, it's like a psych, whole psychology um, behind everything, the way you market it. Right. Like uh, I have, like in my jujitsu journey, I've met people that just want to try something new. Got the, you know, their, their, uh, was it two two week pass? Never seen them again. Never seen <laughs> them again. Then you know. Then you have these ones that are like competitors. I, I gotta get. I got. I gotta get better. I gotta. I gotta. You know, go up in ranks. I. I. I just got, but don't have a purpose. They just know they have to do that. Then you know, somebody like me. I got. You know, major uh, uh, post traumatic stress of my upbringing. You know, a lot of anger. I got. I gotta find a way to deal with that to control myself. Right. So it's, it's definitely need a spokesperson for the, for, for, for the whole Aikido, somebody who's willing to step up and, and, you know, share that light, you know, because like in jujitsu, you got, you know, Ryan Gordon, half about one of the great jujitsu practitioner in boxing. You got, you know, still Floyd, even though he's, he's doing uh, exhibitions. Right. Um, I don't know who else. But you know, you get what I'm trying to say, right? And until uh, yeah. until we're able to find that individual who's willing to step up, and and not uh, how you what is that word like, uh, you know, show respect and bring honor to the craft, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, right now, if I go to my social media, you know, they're like forcing jujitsu down my throat. Right. Right. Like that's all that's all you see. Oh, come see my seminar. Come see my 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 uh go go buy my my stuff. Like it's it's exhausting. Right. And I love the art, right? It's exhausting. If we're able to take same concept but do what Aikido and have somebody, you know, like you gotta build your own organization for people can come. You build right. it, they will come. But they need that that you know that 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 somebody that's outside of the you know the pond that that's willing to take this to a whole level. And that's I think that's what Aikido needs. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. There is. I mean, here's the thing: there are those who are out there who are genuine uh, and honest about what what it is, right? And it's a tough sell. And I, and over the last few years, I mean, Aikido has gotten a bad rap. It's not good for fighting. It's all, it's all dance moves, you know, uh, you know, like to see you try that on somebody who's doing this or doing that. Listen, I get all that kind of stuff. I, I get it a hundred percent. Right. Because, and I've asked myself over the years in terms of the physicality of what we do, I'll go and I'll go, am I have I been hit in the head way too many times? Like, am I missing what these people are saying? Like, why do I feel that it's, it's valid where other people don't feel it's valid. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not an Einstein, but I'm also not a block of wood either. And I've been on the receiving end of some amazing technique that's dropped me 
And it's not me giving it away or anything. Sure. Has there been times like that? Yeah. You do that out of respect. You do that out of you're using it as a teaching aspect so that someone's not intimidated to take a chance and trying something. Sometimes going with it allows people to understand the intensity levels that could be in a technique. Uh, but I've asked myself, like, well, I don't understand, you know, and, and over the years, over the 30 years of doing Aiki, I've I've ventured into other arts. I started with other arts and then I found Aikido. And over time, it became my primary focus because it just, to me, developed all the aspects that I felt were missing in what I was doing for everything else. And I felt that it 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 included everything else of every other art that I've ever experienced and that I could go in and out and use these different aspects. So uh, maybe some of that in my younger days was looking for validation, but at the same time, before uh, cross training was a big buzzword, everybody cross trained back in the seventies and eighties. They all did something a little different, whether you had somebody that wrestled and did karate or somebody did Mm -hmm. boxing and did karate or did street fighting and (laughs) bouncing and did karate. I mean, it was all, you know, whatever guys took different weapons and things like that. So it was always something that, you know, because guys like that were always looking for a little bit more, but going back to what I was saying, there are people out there in the acute world that are, are, are doing this. It's just, when you're teaching philosophy, it's a very difficult nut to crack mm. and to hold, right? And most people, it's just well over the head. And even people that are in the art sometimes don't get it because it's never been demonstrated to them or explained to them or they haven't got to experience it. I had a um, a student for uh, 16 years um, at the... Once the pandemic really onslaught, they had to kind of uproot and move. And, you know, like a lot of people, things got out of hand and they had Mm -hmm. to do different things. Well, this particular student joined Aikido because some family members were doing it. But at the same time, it was like, well, she looked at it as like, hey, this is me going to the gym. This is me replacing my aerobics class and I'm getting an exercise and, you know, and I'm with my family and stuff like that. And the whole idea of talking about the philosophy and what it could do to you and how it changes you and your view on the world and stuff, wanted nothing to do with it. That's totally against it. And a couple of years into training, you know, she's getting more and more intense and she's finding that it's creeping up in her regular life, whatever she was doing. And she was fighting it for the longest time saying, no, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted. And then all of a sudden she, she just, embraced it and everything started changing so you have to be in it for a while especially for aikido it's something you have to be in for a while and i found that people that come in looking for it leave very quickly because it doesn't live up to the what they believe it to be what mm-hmm. they think it should be and they get completely thrown off they figure they're going to have this epiphany and enlightenment where that comes down and they're like oh you know that's not what enlightenment really is. Enlightenment is it could be just a flash and go, oh, I kind of understand now to go to the next part. And then you're struggling to get that and you're working through and there's challenges. And then there's a little bit of enlightenment, right? That's that idea of I've, mm-hmm. I've just experienced Zen. Now I'm going to go try to find it again because that's how fast it just, you know, because if we all lived in Zen nonstop, 100 percent of the time, seven days a week, 24 seven, we all be floating around. We wouldn't need right. to interact. Right. 
we'd get everything we want from from nothing right but that doesn't have the that's not the human condition so there's people out there it's just a tough sell so in the market share you know like what they call the industry is everybody's you know, trying to vie for your time, your attention. I can give you this in, in this many steps and I can give you this in this many steps and we can do this and so on and so forth. And as Tisan was saying about like trying to bring up that new group, it's, it's, it's a slow process because the guys at the top don't want to let it go because if they are making some kind of name awareness or money for themselves, mm. why would they let it go? Right. You're not going to let it go. And the audience, the practitioners, at least this is in my experience, they want to go where they think the real knowledge is. And sometimes the real knowledge, in my experience, is the guy that's in the trench all the time. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's good, bad or whatever, because you're going to have your, you know, listen, not every doctor graduated 10 percent of their class, but they still have a practice and they're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. So they may not be in magazines writing articles, but they have a practice and they're doing OK and they drive a better car than I do. So, you know, oh, but man. that's a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a tough sell. That's what I'm saying. So they sell through the physical. Right. Oh, I can get you to throw this way or you can go flying high in here. So it's it's hard and it's hard. And then when people are confronted with it, um. It's uh, not the grandstand here on the thing, but it, it it's difficult for people to go. They see this at the higher levels. They see it on YouTube and go, oh, I can do that. It looked because some of these guys have made it look so easy. Because it's a demonstration of sorts. Right. But then when they go to do it, it's much harder than they think. And then there's a deterrent that goes oh, This is this is too much. And, and we have found over the years that the longer you're in it, the more commitment is needed. Because everything you think you know, you don't know. And it's a constant relearning and a, a redefining and a refining. And then you have to redefine it again and refine that. And it's and that's Budo. Yeah. And I agree 100%. Things are just uh, the commitment. Yeah. yeah. The commitment is, is. And I think it's just that's the culture right now. Yeah. And that's the culture. Right. You know, unfortunately, we live in a culture now that everything is easily. They seek validation. They 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 do it once or twice. You know, you clap for them. They got they got that. You know, I don't know that that climax of everybody's uh, applauding them, and that's it. They're done. Move on to the next. Right. So you know, slowly but surely, you gotta keep you know keep grinding, keep grinding. Yeah, a lot of the development that we do in all martial arts is that behind the scenes stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's no people don't see it. We're not, you know, unless we are videotaping or we're putting it out on social media all the time, which pe some people do. And maybe they need that motivation. They mm -hmm. need that that drive to give them a reason to do like you were saying, like some people need to find a particular purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's that's true. I mean. It makes things it makes things a little bit more digestible when we do have a purpose. This is my reason. But after a while, is that reason sustainable? Right. Like you were saying, like a lot of people want to do they want to mix it up and get into competition. But sooner or later. You become too old for it or you become too injured for it or 
it's you're not as aggressive or, you know, for whatever reason, not everybody like, you know, all the greats aren't still fighting today. Mm-hmm. That's sooner or later retirement happens where they, you know, stop. same with sports people, same with. So you find other avenues. And like you were saying earlier, that that avenue, that long, sustainable avenue is taking some of that philosophical aspect and and, you know, putting it into your daily training. And really, at the end of the day, it's does it make me a better person? to make me a better part of community, right? And then there's that ripple effect. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, it's it's a tedious thing. You know, it's a tedious thing and where they have, the person want, has to want to do it, you know? You can, get, you, you can give them so many, you know, reasons why, but it's like you said earlier, it's, it's that, you know, if, but... I can't. It's, you know, you got to just, you know, keep sailing to get, you know, get smoother and smoother. Sure. You know, we got, we have a, a, a perfect example. Like my son, he's autistic, right? We're, we're going to a generation where like, you know, there's a lot of children with autism. It's becoming a norm. You know, they're going to, they're going to need some type of activity like Aikido that keeps you calm, keeps you, you know, focus, consistency. They're gonna they're gonna need things like that, yeah. Because one of, one of the hardest thing of being an autistic child is that they're always going, they're always going, always going, you know. And they're they're some other can be like my son is like me. He's very aggressive. He likes that he the roughness. So it's like finding a key and where okay, how can how, what can I find that's gonna help them soothe them or soothe themselves. Because one of, that's one of the main problems they have. They don't know how to soothe themselves. Like what I've seen so far, Aikido is something that, you know, you got to, once you get it, you got to go with the motions. You got, you got, it's, it's focus and, and, uh, you know, a lot of patience. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, wrestling that everything's intense and you got to use your strength, you know? So, you know, keep sailing and, and there's going to come a time that, people are going to find it. Yeah. Well, everything comes back around, you know, yeah. what, what are the, one of the, very exciting things uh, that I find like with Tison's interviews and his writings and his, that, that a lot of people, there's a lot of shared experience and I've read, I've read, you know, lots of his interviews and you, you know, of different generations, people from the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties and current people, you know, and then some historical accounts and everybody's been experiencing a lot of the same thing, right? Because that's human interaction. And it does give you hope that, mm-hmm. hey, like, we're still here. We can still do it. Yeah, the numbers may not be what you would, would hope them to be. But if you let go of that and not focus so much on that, um, you can find that there is this community. And there are always people looking for, like what you're saying, you know, they're looking for a little bit more, a little extra, looking for the calming aspect they're looking for. And it can be intense. It can be intense physically. Mm-hmm. It can be intense mentally. It can be intense spiritually. And we've always talked about it as, you know, you present these type of things in the physical realm first, because that's what we can grasp. We see it. I go like this. People go like this. Right. And then through that that physical movement, mentally, things start then begin to process and then you take that piece and you apply it to the physical and then the physical to the mental and back and forth. And then over time, that spiritual piece develops like the example I gave of a prior student of mine. 
it develops sometimes on its own and without you knowing it. And then all of a sudden it's part of that, that triangle piece. Right. And now you're, once you start getting into that, you're thinking more in terms, you're still doing the physical, you're still thinking through it. uh, But now you're, you're talking about compassion and morality and ethical approaches and just how can I, how can I be better or how can I do better to be better? And that doesn't necessarily mean falling better or throwing better or whatever. It's like you're starting to look at yourself in a bigger picture and saying, well, you know, I'm just a piece of a larger community. What can I do, you know, for that? And you'll hear that a lot in Aikido, especially with organizations and stuff. But really, in my opinion, organizations are, are more for taking care of your rank and advancement and you give them money so they can exist. I know that's not going to be looked upon very favorably. But it's the truth. Yeah, but it's the truth. But it's <laughs> the truth. It's the truth. Right? Because anything that you get from an organization, in my opinion, you've paid for on some degree. And I, you, you know. But what you're doing for community, and that's almost non-Aikido related, but there's Aiki in it, is what do I give back to my community? And during the pandemic, uh, you know, we were able to organize a lot of things to to help people that were in need. Not only, I mean, people within the dojo, members in the dojo, um, and people outside. I mean, because you know, and even now, people are still struggling. I mean, so there's there's and maybe when you know, thirty years ago, that wouldn't have been my 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 focus. It wouldn't have been the in the forefront of my mind, right? But now, over the years, with the different training and and reaching different levels that you know i'm still working towards that it's it's opened up these kind of perspectives to give me a little bit more clarity and then as you were saying purpose right like i said early on my purpose i have found uh in the last several years is to provide my my children with with as much information as i can because they are the next generation and because of that and seeing what they're doing like with t and his writing and his books and you know, his historical content in the martial arts that inspired me to do more, you know, and, and looking at that, Hey, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I need to, you know, so it's, you know, and for that, I'm, I'm grateful. It's, it's really done a lot of great, you know, stuff. And I, and, you know, it's a plus, it's a plus. Amazing. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. I'm happy, happy to hear that. That's, 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 that's what it's about. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's, you, you go on this, this journey, this ride, it's, it's able to see things and see new things and learn new things and be able to under, try to understand it and grasp it. So you can always put your, 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 your best foot forward and being the right representation of who you are. Right. You know, that's, that's all that matters. Like one thing that I love about Antonio's, um, stories is it's like there's there's so much history and different histories and it's not talked about and people don't know about like you you have to go into like family lineages or generations to to get information and how things were because it's not common and and i think that's like such a a lost art and information 
And I think, you know, the world, that's why I enjoy reading because I think the world needs to really know about that because before the world, you know, before, before what we are now, there was different things, but how would you know if you don't, if it's not fair, it's not searchable, right? You know, so, you know, values and I keep saying values because that's something I feel personally has, you know, slowly destroyed what are what's the culture right now so there's no value or purpose so you know this is why i i I enjoy reading his articles and and i enjoy seeking you know martial arts not what's they're they're showing you on the tv or the you know the freaking ads and and, you know (laughs) go buy my shit you know like it's it's i I enjoy that history like i remember i think last year i sent you an email i have an idea right and we're like, I wanted to start sort of the, uh, this is crazy, right? <laughs> Don't mind me, but like, I wanted to start like a, 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 a prior organization with somebody that represents each individual martial arts so that the culture and information throughout history doesn't go lost because you watching UFC or, or, or one pride one or whatever, that's not, that's not why it was created. That's just, that's what, uh, uh, Mike Vick did with dogs, just put them in the cage and let them fight to death. You know, so right now, it's more the brutal aspect of everything. Like, if it's not even war related. It's just, you know, two dumbasses, you know, <laughs> hitting, hitting one another to get money and a prize. Like, even, you know, even in Rome, when you look at, when you read the context of the books and information, it's for, it, it had a purpose. It, it gave people hope. Me, me, me watching a UFC five, watching two guys pound the face. I'm just trying to bet and see, and see I get my money. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, thank you for, for, uh, creating, uh, uh, your platform and, and educating, you know, people like myself. I, I highly appreciate it, Antonio. Well, thank you. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, at the end of my history schooling, I'm like, okay, what, what can I do to give back or at least use this? And I'm like, well, might as well do martial arts because that's one of the things I love. And I'm, I'm very surprised and I'm, I'm very glad that like uh, the platform has grown to what, it, you know, to what, to what it is now. Um, you know, there's other things that I would like to do, but you know, time and constraints and all the other fun stuff but <laughs> i you know i you know i you know i like early on i wound up having someone either email me or made, made a comment or there's like a few comments that basically said oh my god like this was great reading it because it took me down memory lane i know i know i'm paraphrasing it but that stuck with me from like i you know i think that was like from from the first full year that i actually did Maya and that was like hey this is this is important to some people I mean it's important to me because you know I do you know, I need to find a purpose in my life too but like this other stuff is also important to, to 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 other people and that importance to other people is you know is their own it's not the same across the board so I'm I'm very glad that 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 you're finding some purpose or some uh validity in in that. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's you're you're welcome. It's the story, like the the latest one you 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 posted, and where she started doing it because her uh, her boyfriend dumped her, right? Like, yeah. There's ninety five percent of people in the world will start something 
for that same reason. So the, the continuity, it's relatable. It's just finding finding how to put it out there for the consumer, like anime. At, people love anime. People love, and one of the main things why people love anime is the values. Mm-hmm. Is that 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 hero journey, the the things they go through, the lessons, not the mistakes, the lesson learned, which is is in martial arts, which is in Aikido, which is in all these all, all all these organizations as well. So if there's a way to put it out there, people are going to consume it. People are going to gravitate towards it. Even you know, like you said earlier about the swords, what is it, One Piece or Demon something? I can't remember the names. It's crazy names. <laughs> they have swords. People love that. You go mm-hmm. to Comic-Con, and that's all you'll see. You'll see uh, uh, individuals carrying real swords or made-up swords because they live the culture that, that anime gives them. So there, there's a there's a, a huge possibility in where there's a connection there. You just got to find it. You got to find it. Yeah. When it clicks, you know, it's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's kind of what uh, history on the general is. It's trying to make connections to the past, and you know they're you know they're there for those who want you know who want to find things and you know it you know then that breaks off into a conversation of well what specific connections are you are you looking for are they the positive ones that can help bring 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 people together or are they the negative ones that are going to bring or you know force you know force people apart uh you know real real made up or or whatever but um Listen, you give them all of them. The people choose. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have, you have to give them a choice. It's like being a journalist. You got to put, you know, put all the facts on the table and you got to let them choose what they want to believe. You know, they, it, it could be horrible. It could be, you know, devastating. But if you're, if you're in present time, that means something happened that, that something still could happen and something better could come out of it. You know, like it's, it's, you can't, Erase what's done, but you can actually you can do something in the present time to do something better, so it won't mm-hmm. happen again. So, like, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. No, no, I no, I no, I totally get you. That's you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why history is still taught or social studies still taught in high schools. It's it's like yeah, it's all this stuff happened in in the past but you realized how bad it was in the past like you know we need to learn from that you know you know that's kind of like the mm-hmm. subliminal messaging thing but it's kind of lost on a lot of people and a lot of schools and stuff because of different readings reasons but that's that's a different conversation <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree this is it's only it's, it's only when you you graduate from high school that you actually start learning Mm-hmm. Because you have yeah. the opportunity to learn things that you really want to learn about. Mm-hmm. It's not something that for, for the last 12 years of your life, they're showing down your throat. You know, like it's it's what, it, it, you know, with me, like I was in high school, I sucked. I was very popular, I must say, but I, it sucked. <laughs> I couldn't connect with nobody. But once I got out and, and started, you know, seeing life for what it was like, you know, I started going this route, learning about this and this and this and this, and it became much more happier in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's um, you know, going back down to um, you know, uh, what my dad was saying about purpose. You know, you wind up finding some purpose afterwards, but then it's also you know, you find purpose in the things you want to do, and then that actually goes back to the whole commitment thing. It's like, hey, this is what I want to do. 
and and then I'm going to try and stick with it. And it's you know, you know, it's kind of hard to to tell that to people in high school, people in middle school, or even those you know those age groups. It's because within... they suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they suck. Like in high school and middle school, nobody knew who they were. Nobody, nobody knew what real life was. Mm-hmm. So you you sitting and talking about what you wanted to do or trying to explain to things to people that had no intention of listening because they were just trying to figure out who they were. But as long as you, you stood in your ground and what you believed in and what you wanted to do, eventually they're going to see you. They'll always see you. And unfortunately, they they will only see you when you like actually make it, when you mm-hmm. actually buzz, right? It's not when you're, you're you're struggling and you're actually trying to do this. They're not, because they never knew nobody that could do what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, they're just sitting and watching, watching the movie, and hope and see what's happening next. So you know, you keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, guys. It's been a. Yeah, I just want to say you said something about like, you know, like we we make mistakes and stuff like that. I, I've tried to over the last you know couple decades to consider that mistakes are nothing but steps to success. Right. Yes. We have to, um, you know, the saying, you know, I fall down seven times, I get up eight. And the reason you can get up eight the eighth time is because you fell down seven times and you mm-hmm. learn from it. So each time that we step on the mat, it is it's it's a chance for us to to learn something to be better at something that yes. we than yesterday, uh, to make headway, to make some mistakes, right? Because it's in a controlled environment where we can do that and learn from it. That's the beauty about what, like, you know, dojo training is, as opposed right. to yes. going yes. out into the street. You, you only, you know, God forbid, you may only have one shot at it. And whether you were real good or not real good, it doesn't really matter, right? Because on any given Sunday, you could... It, it, it's the luck of the draw, but in a dojo, it's not a war zone and it's not a competitive area, even though it, you know, some, some schools or, you know, uh, facilities are designed that way, but really it's, it's a controlled environment, especially in our modern day that, you know, people got to go to work the next day or school or whatever. So if you look at mistakes as complete failures, you're never going to be able to build on them because all you're mm-hmm. going to do is go, oh, I'm just going to get rid of that completely and start all over again. But so then every day you're starting all over again with nothing to start from. There's no mm-hmm. core. But that's how you shape who you are. We're, listen, all the mistakes that we've made in life made us the person that we are today. However, mm-hmm. that is, however you want to, you know, whatever. But that's where we are today. And there's nothing we can do about that. But we can as we move forward, make the changes, right? We, if, if we decide to, and that's a commitment, that could be a purpose in itself. Martial arts, I think in general, make a massive difference in people's lives. I don't care what, I don't care if it's Aikido, Judo, Taekwondo, you just do sword, or, you know, if you've learned how to twirl spoons, <laughs> block and strike with them, it doesn't make a difference. I think that it all has a benefit. And for Tison for all the years that he's been training himself, he gravitated towards the training, but at the same time found other aspects of the training that interest him as well, like the deep history, like the cultural aspect. And then wanting to share that with other people, I think is, is phenomenal because as you said, it's lost on a lot of people. I mean, even today, younger people, they're not interested in any form of history. I'm finding that even students today, 
that come in, regardless of age, they're not aware of anything outside of their own training area. They don't they don't want to know about the history. They don't want to know about, you know, pioneers in the art and, uh, you know, whatever. And that's a little that's tough. I do find that a lot of people that come to Aikido are up in age. And by that, I mean, 40 plus, because around that time, you start getting more comfortable with yourself. You start realizing things that you want, things that you don't want, um, things that you're looking for, stuff that you want to achieve. Maybe you're getting to a point and say, man, I wish I did that sooner or I did that when I was younger. And so there's also a higher level of commitment at that age than there is in their in the late teens and 20s. Yeah, right. Everybody's right. a little bit more carefree. And today, with the way the world is going, you know, age doesn't seem to be the same. Like, you know, 18 year olds today and 18 year olds 30, 40 years ago. I think there there's some similarities, but there's some differences, too, because of what the world offers or has taken away. And I think, you're, you know, and then there's a carryover into the 20s and 30s. Again, not everybody. I'm just saying that there is there is a difference and we've seen a difference because our dojo is celebrating like this year. We're 20 years in one location. We've been oh, around. Thank you. Uh, and it, it's, you talk about a roller coaster in the last three years has been has been one heck of a down. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're still here and we're very grateful for that. And that's because of, you know, the involvement my family has in it. So it keeps me going. Uh, and people see the strength in numbers, right? And that's that's really important. And our dojo is very family oriented in terms of a lot of our members are family, you know, yeah. father, daughter, father, son, you know, that brother, sister, that kind of thing. So it, it really does help uh, when you're talking community. So, but listen, like we said, there's people out there that are trying. It's just, a, it's an upward battle when you're, when you're fighting all the uh, modern technology things that are out there that can draw for people's attention and getting yeah. sweaty and putting on white pajamas and, 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 you know, going people, around. People, not people, people, you know, people just got lazy, lazy, but well, here, here, here's, right. here, here's the <laughs> thing with that, you know, and I only say this as, as my experience, right? I've been doing this for three years, going on three years and next uh, January, right? I've made a total of $19.89. I've interviewed a hundred something people. And the day I walk away from this is not because I feel like I failed. It's because people didn't do enough to believe in themselves. And if you ever walk, have a walk away, you shouldn't feel like a failure because you did your part. You did your contribution. Our goal as people sometimes as individuals, as men is to leave, to leave this life better than it was given to us. You, you, you have done that. Just look at your son. Your son, last episode we spoke, he got emotional just speaking about um, Aikido. I wish I wish people could, could understand the at least a fraction of the work and the sweat and what's what what's actually put in to become a better person. And it, and it's not your fault. You did your part. People need to start taking accountability for themselves. 
It's easy to to press a button and, and listen to a, a song that's been streamed over three million times, but it's not easy to go and support your local artist who's trying to make something of themselves. That's not that's something that it's you know time repeats itself all over again. It's something that's happened time to time and time again. It's always going to happen. So you know, don't ever you know don't ever feel like you're a failure. You you didn't come to what you want to. You did more and beyond. You invest in your community. You invested in people. You invested time, and you know people are just dumbasses. That's all it is. <laughs> that's the you know that's that's the god honest truth. I, I'm, I'm I speak. I've I've gotten more support people outside of America than people in my surroundings. You know it's it's a choice. You know, it's like the matrix that you want the blue pill or you want the red pill. It's a choice. And right now they don't know. They, they, they're they so consumed by what they think that is good. That is just, you know, yet again, you know, constant, you know, likes and, and, and instant gratification. That's what's important to them. So, you know, don't ever take, you know, feel no type of way because, you did something. Not a lot of not a lot of people can say that, right? Boom. Yeah, Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for having, having us. Yeah, it's <laughs> always an honor. You guys are always welcome here. Uh, I look forward to your book, um, man. Thank you for joining me. It's been it's been an amazing conversation having you both, and, and truly an honor. Thank, um, you. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. This was this was a very fun and I know, enjoyable conversation. Thank yep. you. I, I always appreciate it. I always appreciate it. Um, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. So with you, with the dad. Um, if you you know you're interested in Aikido, you can go to our website at www.asahidojo.com. It's A-S-A-H-I-D-O-J-O, and there's a lot of information there. We have DVDs, we have books, and we link to some other stuff. But uh, if you're ever in the uh, the outside the Philadelphia area and you need a place to come train, come on train to uh, Sahikan Dojo. Boom. Antonio. Uh, so um, you can find uh, the bulk of my research at uh, uh, martialart.com. Uh, it's going to take you to martial arts of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, that has a myriad of different martial arts that uh, you know we talk about um, going into the history and even some opinions and different aspects of it. Um, if you are like, super into or would like to get interested into Aikido history here in America, uh, at least just like the, you know, the surface of it um, for right now, uh, you can go to Amazon and type in uh, Aikido Comes to America and it, you know, it will take you right there. Um, read it, uh, have, you know, uh, do a review. And, uh, you know, once you've done that, go over to uh, Maya and start reading some more stuff there. Boom, there you have it, guys. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe our channel, Deal Talk TV on YouTube. Uh, go follow me on Instagram, Mr. Dot And uh, guys, once again, thank you. Um, thank you. You guys, thank you. you guys know you're always welcome. Appreciate so, that. You know, don't, you don't wait a whole year next time, all right? <laughs> have okay. a good night, guys. I'm out. All right, all right thanks. Thank you.